you can't sit with us. Actually, Megan, I can't sit anywhere. I have hemorrhoids. Welcome back, fans and friends, to the Complete Guide to Horror podcast. Today, we're discussing the first horror cinematic release of the year, the aforementioned Megan, or Megan, or... Megan? The 2022 American science fiction horror film, directed by Jared Johnston, written by Akella Cooper, who is quite known for a lot of horror screenplays, from a story by Cooper and James Wan, who also produced with Jason Blum. Now, this is a Blumhouse production, so I'm going to have many, many thoughts about this, and also the fact it was produced by James Wan, who is, I guess, notorious for the Saw franchise, Insidious, Conjuring, a few other franchises, but we'll get into that a bit later on. And Megan stars Alison Williams, which is also the white cracker devil bitch from Jordan Peele's Get Out. She's also in Lena Dunham's Girls TV series, which I'll be honest, I can't stand anything to do with Lena Dunham, so that's all I'm going to say about that one. And Amy Donald, who physically portrays Megan and Jenna Davis voicing the character. It follows the artificial intelligent doll, aka female Chucky ripoff who develops self-awareness and becomes increasingly hostile towards anyone who comes between her and her human companion, aka the little girl from The Haunting of Hill House. I'm going to say straight off the bat, I liked this movie, but I didn't love it. I just felt it was, maybe I'm too old for these kinds of movies, definitely you know, more for the TikTok generation, definitely more for today's teens as opposed to today's 30-year-old, you know, gay guys and whatnot. But at the same time, there were some fun parts to this movie. Just wasn't scary, though. And that's where I'm going to leave it at till we get to our favourite parts and disliked parts. But, uh, Coop, what are your thoughts? Um, I actually enjoyed it. I didn't expect to at all. <laughs> um, just because the marketing campaign, though, it was just there was so much money put into the marketing and so much effort put into it and it kind of seemed like one of those situations where they're throwing as much shit as at the wall as they can to see if something will stick just in case the movie bombs yeah um but i thought it was um i, I sort of kind of watched it more as like a horror comedy more than anything it was it, it just kind of seemed very self-deprecating um in that sense so uh yeah i was kind of pleasantly surprised with it to be honest, yeah. Yeah, I'm very surprised that you like mm. this movie. I was even saying to BP in the car back to my place today, I was like, mm. I have a feeling he might not like it. He might see this in a similar vein as Spile, one of our earlier episodes in season one. And I thought, oh, but maybe he might like the campy approach to it. Because, you know, you and I are both Drag Race fans. So I saw a lot of drag elements, especially with Megan, the way she dances, the way she just <laughs> yeah. talks shit to people. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, very surprised you like this movie. But hey, you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, <laughs> BB, what are your <laughs> thoughts? I know you have many. <laughs> well, Justin, you're here with me. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I watched it twice. Um, I thought it was a pretty average uh, attempt at a, a horror movie. Um, I already got, I said to Justin, I already got, oh, you disappeared. Uh, <laughs> I already got uh, hounded online because a comment Cooper I had mentioned was if Chucky was a real person, he'd be rolling in his grave at this attempt. Um, <laughs> because I just don't, I don't know. I, I think the marketing was really well, like Smile. Um, watching the premiere, I came out of it looking at my friend confused. We both looked at each other wing. that was it. Um, I don't know, I just can't really take it seriously. Even as a horror movie, I found it not really scary. A lot of the sequences weren't really showing any gore, but I think that's partly due to an M rating. But in saying that, you've got other movies like Insidious who do a really good job and can be M. So that's no sort of um, excuse either. So average movie at best and watching it a second time, I was pretty bored watching it. In terms of favourite parts of this movie, for me, it was definitely more around the campy comedy. So, you know, I love everything to do where, you know, a horror movie is actually funny, similar to, you know, the scary movie series. But there were some really key standout points. Obviously, when she dances, when she sings, I just thought it was so morbid, but so funny. And I liked that they went all the way with that. Have I done something to upset you, Gemma? I know you think you're maximizing your objective function. Oh, really? Likewise, there's that one scene where after Megan kills the CEO and his assistant, you know, they've got the showcase on the ground level and the elevator opens. You just see them dead with all the blood and all the people are screaming. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's it's not laugh out loud funny, but it's, you know, at least snorted through my nose, mm. which is more than what I can say for some other attempts at horror comedy in the last like 10, 20 years. Yeah. But, you know, production values thought this was color graded pretty well. I liked the acting. I liked not necessarily the screenplay, but the fact that, you know, this, when I say unique concept, I know this is ripped off from the Child's Play remake. We've had other, you know, horror TV series, movies with dolls, like, you know, Slappy from Goosebumps, Talking Tina from the 50s Twilight Zone, but I felt this was very modern and, you know, I don't think there's necessarily been a horror movie for tweens, teens, in-betweens that, you know, has actually got that mass appeal. Um, that's where my price stops, though. So, you know, I'll save my thoughts for the next section. But, Coop, what did you like about Megan? Um, I enjoyed more the comedy aspects of it, and I liked that it lent more into that. And something that I kind of noticed about halfway through the movie is I kind of feel like there's a lot of things in this movie that they did right that the Child's Play remake didn't. The, I mean, mm. these stories are very similar with the the, the pairing of the um, the doll with the, uh, with the child and all that kind of thing, and it's starting to go wrong. Um, it, I almost wonder if there's any kind of connection there, because, I mean, we were, talk, we were talking about it with the Child's Play remake, is if this was sort of an idea that was explored as its own, not as Chucky, not in that universe, then it could could be potentially quite good. Yeah. Um, I agree with, with Byron that um, it wasn't particularly scary or anything like that. I didn't think the... Based on the marketing, I kind of wasn't really expecting it to be that particularly gory anyway. 
Um, so I didn't actually mind that. Um, it was the first time in a couple of years that I'd actually uh, been in, in a cinema with a bunch of people and and been around people reacting to it's so weird being in a cinema with people mm -hmm. reacting because so many people just react to the weirdest shit do you yeah. guys notice that whenever you're at cinemas it's like someone will laugh at something it's like someone just turn their head <laughs> like you know people's <laughs> reactions it's like that uh sketch show skit where it's like oh your your reactions are out, out of place with everybody else's it was kind of like that yeah um yeah but yeah I, I enjoyed the comedy aspects of it it was very self-deprecating it didn't take itself too seriously um but it was serious enough to follow a storyline without it being like like oh this is completely stupid uh you're kind of interested in what happens um something about this that was uh another thing that had going for it as opposed to the child's play remake was that um megan actually had like a character there was a personality there because it was a learning AI thing. It wasn't just like a doll with the safety settings turned off and just repeating phrases and shit like that. It was kind of like developing like a sassy personality along the way. And that very much added to the, uh, the comedy as well. Um, but it would be interesting to see, especially considering that I think Megan 2.0 has already been greenlit. Mm. Is that right? Yeah. How they're going to sort of like they've got a really good opportunity to up the ante considering there wasn't really that many horror themes and that much gore in a movie like this they've mm. got kind of like a they're in a comfortable position to jump off from here i feel yeah yeah and also to know too so both the characters in megan i don't actually know their names even though i've got wikipedia up in front of me but you know the little girl and the other girl from girls so they're both returning for the sequel. So I like that it's a direct continuation. It's not going to be, mm. you know, may maybe it is a different Megan doll or whatnot, but I like continuity when it comes to sequels. I cannot fucking stand it when, and I know I'm probably alone in this, but, you know, you have a successful horror movie, so then they do a sequel and it's all new characters mm. and it's all new this. The only type of structure I see that working for is Final Destination because, you mm. know, they kill everyone in every yeah, single movie, yeah, so. Yeah. How can you say that? You have a responsibility. My friends are dead. I don't know if either of you have seen it, but uh, Saturday Night Live, which hasn't been funny since 1993, uh, Aubrey Plaza, my forever dream girl, she came in to do a guest host spot. She portrayed Megan 2.0 before Megan 2.0 was announced. Mm. And it was such a funny skit because it just makes fun of how much the gays love Megan. So it's her at a gay club being like, I, you know I'm going to kill you, right? And the gays are like, yeah, slay. And it's like, <laughs> it's just so stupid. It's so funny. Likewise, I actually would love to see Aubrey Plaza in the sequel, whether she's a doll or whether mm. she's just like a side character or whatever. I just want Aubrey Plaza in everything, especially yeah. after White yeah. Lotus. Yeah. So. She's so sarcastic and monotone anyway, like, that she could play Megan the doll if she really wanted mm. to. She has that kind of, like, monotone voice to just be, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, Aubrey please appear on our podcast. <laughs> but please. before I do forget, uh, BP, what are your favourite parts, if any, of <laughs> Megan? Um, yeah, I agree with both of you. I, I'd say more the dialogue, the more comedic side of it. I did actually laugh out loud in quite a few, even in the cinema. 
um, in some of the bits, all like groaned in like kind of embarrassment or cringiness, especially with like the titanium singing and <laughs> the piano singing. Um, I particularly liked, uh, there are actually a couple cool shots um, in the film. The one that I really liked was the shot of, um, it was Megan at the fence with the neighbour and she's got kind of like the hairs all being freezed up, I think after being attacked and there's sort of like a stare off going off between them. Mm. And there was a really good shot of that. And the other shot I really liked was when she's in the forest and she kind of comes back up on her hind legs up in the air. Yeah. That was a cool shot. Um, yeah, just some of the dialogue, the when the neighbor's yelling, Dewey, and then it's Megan doing the auto-tune to Dewey, and it's like, Dewey! Mm. And you can clearly <laughs> tell. Um, yeah, I didn't really have a particular favourite scene. I, like, as we'll talk probably in the bad part of this sort of um, podcast, a lot of the trailer... Uh, uh, kind of already showed like the trailer showed a lot of the stuff in the movie so there wasn't a lot of stuff left over for me to sort of like otherwise so a lot of the good stuff was in the trailer which mm. is a good and a bad thing mm. um, but yeah so the dialogue itself um, was quite funny in some areas um, some of the action uh, the shooting styles were good um, yeah that's all I can really say is the, and like you said Coop she I wrote on my thing um what I write? Um, I wrote. I did mention something about sassy in the end. Um, uh, sorry, give me a second. Um, I like that you have a notebook. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was writing quotes. Like when she's like, "It's insane, right?" <laughs> um, yeah, but she does get a bit sassy in the end, a bit of an attitude, which is kind of cool. To sort of see her like bite back to her owner. Okay. Mm. Yeah, she's controlled. So yeah. I feel like Megan's like that popular girl in school that you kind of want to be friends with, but at the same time, you're like, oh, she's such a bitch. Yeah. But if she gave you the time of day, you'd be like, yes, Queen, I love you. Be my best friend. But anyway, that's my own personal thing. Um, <laughs> one of the things I was going to point out too, in terms of favorite parts that I actually forgot to talk about was I haven't seen this kill in any other movie yet, where she essentially rips the ears off mm. that little bully kid in the forest <laughs> yeah. scene. I was like, I don't think I've seen that before. I've seen everything from like noses being ripped off, you know, Freddy vs. Jason to teeth being pulled out. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, ears. Is this Does she pull the ear lobe or the top of the ear? I thought it was the top of the ear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the skin. Yeah. Yeah. The the cinema I was in was not um, ready for the the bits leading up to just before that kid got his. um, ear ripped off everyone was like oh uh like like just all over the cinema they're like nah 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 that's a bit gross eh <laughs> yeah it was like one of the goriest bits probably to be honest yeah yeah, yeah. uncomfortable yeah and uh i do want to shout out uh the actress that plays the little girl not megan but the actual uh kid in the movie there's that mm. scene where she has the tamper tantrum and she's like i want megan mm. i want megan holy shit, I turned around to my little sister because I took my 12-year-old sister to watch Megan and I was like, isn't that you? She's like, shut up. (laughs) Because my little sister has had tamper tantrums like that before, but admittedly much younger, you know, six and seven as opposed to 12. But I was like, damn, that little actress really got that right. Mm. You know, I've seen other kids be like absolute shitheads in supermarkets Mm. before and everything. And this is why I'm glad I can't get anyone pregnant because, you know, 
I would hate to have kids in my 20s slash early 30s, but then when I see kids like that act up, I'm like, hmm, I wish Megan would kill you next, but... You can adopt <laughs> Megan. I could, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'll adopt a kid purely so that on the one chance that it misbehaves, I can have a talking doll to, you know... Well, you can have a buddy, a buddy doll. <sighs> I no. am your buddy. I'm my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a Chucky doll and I'm set. Actually, yeah. no, better yet, give me a Tiffany doll. Give me Annabelle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Annabelle that twerks. No, but... <laughs> My big criticism with this movie is that it just isn't scary, but I do have to recognize that, you know, all three of us have done, I think this is like episode 58 or 60 or something whenever we play it back i'll just insert the actual proper number over it but you know we've seen so many horror movies you know we're in our late 20s early 30s that you know obviously this is not going to be as scary for us but you know to the target market which is teenagers tweens early people in their early 20s it might be scary for them but you know even when there were some good scenes of suspense i'd be waiting and then nothing would happen Mm. but you know, I feel like the comedic elements save that from it. So even when, you know, there's a good scary part with Kid getting the ears ripped out or, you know, skin torn off and whatnot. You know, when she goes into that mode where she's just running like a dog, I was like, oh, okay, that, to me, that's actually a little bit scarier yeah, than if she was just like running like a robot. So, you know, the screenwriters, the directors have thought of this, but at the same time, you know, to quote Trinity in the Tuck, where are the scares? Because I just wanted something a bit more, you know. I had to talk my little 12-year-old sister into being like, you know, Megan's a horror movie. I know you get scared. So, you know, anytime you want to leave the cinema, you know, we can go. And then I was like, oh, I had nothing to worry about because it was just, you know, a brat stall gone berserk. But that's my own opinion. I do have to give credit to the marketing you know, it was, it's everywhere. I cannot escape this movie. Posters everywhere, billboards all around Sydney, um, TikToks, Instagram, like even the individual cinema chains are now posted on Facebook because they know this is such a successful movie. Yeah. And at this point in time in recording, it has made $132 million worldwide against a budget of $12 million. So I don't know my maths, but I think that's like 11 times more than its budget. <laughs> And I mean, it's only January 28th, the date of recording, but it's also the third highest grossing film of 2023 worldwide. So, you know, who would think this little bitch would like be such a success? I mean, I I thought this was going to go the way of Child's Play, the Mm -hmm. remake. I thought it would Mm -hmm. make 40, 50 million at most. Mm. You know, the TikToks would backfire or the marketing would just be seen as like cringy and you know for me personally yes it is cringy but i'm not the target market so (laughs) yeah yeah but uh coop did you have any least favorite parts or any criticisms for this movie um yeah i guess it, it could have leaned um or at least had more elements of horror uh in the movie um but i guess really it was kind of more of like a comedy thriller i suppose um so i didn't necessarily mind that um so yeah not not particularly no (laughs) other than that nuts 
Now, we should probably prepare for BP's three-hour takedown, <laughs> so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts, BP? Um, so, like I said earlier, I think the biggest issue I found with this movie is that the trailer really has a lot of the good bits in it. So, when you're watching the movie, I didn't really find a lot of stuff in the movie other than what was in the trailer, like, appealing or good. Um, I mean, some trailer, like... I should be able to do a trailer and still leave the good bits in the movie but like you know the dance sequence um a lot of the quotes that megan says there's nothing really else she says in the movie otherwise if you haven't seen the trailer mm. um so i thought that was sort of kind of like i probably shouldn't have watched the trailer to start with so if you haven't seen the trailer it's probably good but if you've seen the trailer it's kind of a bit of a, a bummer because you're going and you're like oh this is in the thing and like the dance sequence that i saw online was so much better than the dance sequence in the movie even though it was kind of one continuous shot with a lot of the stuff it just didn't seem effective when that whole Brief. dance gif and everything like in the facebook stuff we've sent mm. is good and then in the actual movie it just wasn't really coming across well and that's when people were laughing which annoys me in this movie when people laugh in a horror movie which is meant to be somewhat be taken seriously it kind of just turns me off because you're just sort of thinking like is this an adam sandler film or something now are we, are we laughing like i don't know i know it's meant to be that campy horror but i just yeah um oh you would hate going to the cinemas with me i laugh at everything so <laughs> no, even like final destination i'm like ah he got impaled by no i i did laugh at a couple of things like the dewey thing i was laughing out loud because it was really funny because it was so like auto-tuned that's why yeah. yeah yeah um and then the the biggest issue is i think it's the limitation with an m rating and but like i said if insidious can be m and do a really good set of like movies then there's no reason why megan couldn't have done the same but i found a lot of the action or sequence shots with the killings would show like her with that you know spray gun thing and then her like spraying the person and then the next shot's just like blood going down the drain it just like a lot of the stuff was kind of skimmed over because I don't think they could show much to keep that M rating. Yeah. Um, as I said to Justin when I was coming over, there was talks of an unrated version, something going around about an R-rated version. And it would be interesting to see like if an R-rated version came out, if they put a, a lot more gore in, I think like my perce perception of the movie would change mm. um, and actually be like a decent horror to recommend. But at this point, I just think it's a dull movie, very light on blood um some comedic effects but yeah i'd probably at this stage watch child's play 2019 then this again and that i know and that's works. saying and that's saying something i know but I, I watched megan again the second time and i yeah. was quite bored with it so i don't know i guess when people say it's a good movie i'm like i don't really agree with that but anyway but props to the marketing um i'm hoping megan 2.0 is kind of like bigger bolder more gory if this is like the way it's been sort of renamed it sort of sounds a bit more promising so maybe if it's an ma rating yeah a bit more gore i think it might be able to do well but this movie itself yeah it's not low replay value for me we like terrify too <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i've i've seen parts of terrifier too but i haven't sat down and watched the entire thing yet it's, it's like long. two hours 20 or something is it yeah, really? it's ridiculous. i haven't even watched the first one but I, oh you know, i've just seen heaps of like... memes of it and then the second one like the it seems like that is another heavy hitter and and just on that just because it reminded me um are we going to be covering that like blood and honey winnie the pooh horror movie that's coming out oh i can do cocaine bear i did watch the trailer <laughs> oh for we need the pro yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen the trailer yet. Cocaine, Cocaine there. there. I saw it. It was on the Megan. Yeah, it was, we can. Yeah, we can cover yeah. it. 
Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen I, it I, yet, but it just looks like it'll be ridiculous. Just, Disney's probably shitting bricks right now. Like, no, don't use that. Yeah. <laughs> So I do have some trivia about Megan, but you know, for those listening at home, if you didn't already guess that we've spoiled the entire movie, well, soz. But also these trivia parts do give away important plot points. So the first one is, and you know, I did pick up on this, but maybe not as much. So several sequences make references and homages to Child's Play, the 1988 film. I mean, the entire movie is a homage to Child's Play anyway, but you know, several of the focus shots on Katie are inspired by frames of Andy in some scenes from the original Child's Play. Mm. Even the battle between Gemma and Megan is inspired by the final climax of Child's Play where Karen Barclay confronts Chucky. I didn't actually pick up on that until no. reading the trivia. But at the same time, I was like, when in Child's Play 1988 did they have a giant fucking robot? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, that's right. They're talking about the confrontation. But... Uh, likewise, in that forest scene we spoke about before, Megan drops to all fours to chase Brandon down, that little shitty kid, uh, likely because of how replicating bipedal, bipedal movement at high speed is still a problem for, you know, today's real-world robotic scientists. I mean, I love those memes where it's someone, like, pushing the robot over and they don't know how to walk properly. <laughs> Ow, what, the, God damn, what the hell, Carl? Theatrical release body count is six, but seven if you include the dog. What was the dog's name again? Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> Dewey. <laughs> this film was originally shot as an R-rated movie until the producers noted while editing that it was close enough to PG-13. They reshot certain scenes to turn down the violence and believe that it became more effective than actually seeing the violence on screen. Jason Blum started dra <laughs> Drag Me to Hell as a good PG horror film that was effective. That was a shit horror film. <laughs> I actually didn't know Drag Me to Hell was PG-13 in America. I just remember the post is like... MA. Yeah. I just thought that movie yeah. was MA. In. Yeah, I thought, yeah. The writer for the film said the original body count was much higher than 6 or 7, with the film being... Well, much warrior. I don't know why that's a double up sentence, but the writer, shush, I'm trying to record a podcast. <laughs> Mumsy. <laughs> but uh, the writer hopes that the film eventually has a unrated cut release. So I don't know if that's been further promoted or anything because we know that Megan's out on, uh, what do you call it? Video on demand. But, um, <laughs> you know, maybe there is a gorier cut, but mm. I don't actually know if I will re-watch this movie purely for a gorier yeah. unrated cut. Um, you know, I have this unpopular opinion where there's some movies that I do think are good, but I'll never watch again. Likewise, mm. there might be some horror movies that I think are absolutely amazing. Never watch it again. Like, Final uh, Destination 3. Sorry? Final Destination 3. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to watch that movie. <laughs> I'm getting I really there. really <laughs> want to do that top, dead <laughs> top 10 countdown video because I know that'll take off and get views. Every time I bring up Netflix and I go to the thumbnail, <laughs> my body rejects it. And it's so frustrating because yeah, that scene isn't even terrible. It's not even like that horrifying. My body just has this stupid reaction to just it. Just Mark to tape you in the chair and like strap <laughs> <laughs> me in with like the eyes and everything. Clockwork like orange. Put like a bear trap on yours. 
<laughs> there was a bit of a marketing push where the actors dress up as Megan and showed up to the Los Angeles Rams, Chargers, NFL, you know, Go Sports uh, game on January 1st to promote the film. And they did a dance uh, midfield during halftime. Mm-hmm. What is it with these horror movies and promoting during sports matches? I think it is such a strange choice because mm. I know that they'll get coverage in like news articles and press releases and stuff like that but you know Smile somewhat started that trend where they were appearing on the like softball games mm-hmm. or what's it called in America baseball yeah yeah uh, Rings tried to do it in 2017 by having Samara throw the first baseball during the game and I was like what the fuck is what? going on can we find the footage <laughs> I've, I've only seen a picture where she's just got the when, baseball uh, glove on when, when you said that oh I thought God. of that footage of I don't know if two of you seen Mariah Carey at the baseball game <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's she's like, like, she throws it down and she's like <laughs> like horror marketing has gone so yeah. strange in recent years that you know uh, I, well, what's yeah. next are they gonna do the Olympics? Are they going to get like Amanda for sore X to be like Karen haircuts and like do outbursts like subways and stuff? <laughs> She's wearing like a sore shirt. <laughs> like, yeah. Don't you know who I am? I'm from Becca. <laughs> <laughs> I think it did its job serviceably. I think the actors were great. I think color grading was good. Pacing wise, you know maybe just needed a bit more scares some actual scares i should add to that but i'm i would go see the sequel so i had a good time with it uh, i thought it was like yeah just kind of like a fun comedy with some horror elements um definitely hoping that they up the ante on those horror elements in the sequel i imagine that's probably would be the idea i can't imagine that they're gonna bring out another one and it's going to be even less gory than that because we didn't really see much of that anyway um but yeah i um i'm keen to see what they do uh with this with the sequel um like byron said you do see a lot of what goes on in the movie in the trailer so um yeah if you are interested in seeing it and you're like i might check out the trailer first just watch it (laughs) you might you might enjoy it like a a bit more if you don't have all that kind of like spoiled for you yeah yeah i think that's more than fair uh bp what are your final thoughts on megan uh well personally i i think it's more an average mm. film i don't think i'd watch it again really for a while um i've sort of mentioned everything about it as you've both said i'm sort of i guess hopeful that 2.0 will be a lot uh scarier a lot more gorier um maybe me re- reincarnation of mega maybe something else not the same sort of thing um yeah, so I'm hopeful that it, it might be something better, but this film itself, for me personally, I don't wouldn't really consider it a horror movie. Very mild horror elements and a lot of comedy. Um, so for someone young, yes, but for I guess us sort of that are watching horror movies on the go, it's not really a memorable one for me. Sorry, when you said watching horror movies on the go, I thought of someone in a commercial being like, now you can watch horror movies on the go. <laughs> like, get Jackie O from college. I can't be like, I watch horror movies on the go. She puts an iPad on top of the car and drives off. <laughs> Here we go!
while I did like this movie, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Still, we'll go see the sequel and whatnot, but, you know, recognizing this isn't targeted towards me when every movie should be because I'm a selfish person. So I am going to give Megan a 6 out of 10. Uh, well, actually, no, let, let's say 6 TikToks out of 10 or TikTok dance challenges or whatever. I feel like it's got a lot of potential that can be improved upon in the sequel, but, you know, the lack of gore, lack of scare factor, mm. you know, just downgrades it for me. So I'm going to give it 6 TikToks. What about you, BP? Uh, I want to give it five and a half TikToks. Um, as I said earlier, I don't really consider this a horror film um, in any sense. More funny than anything. Um, I'm hopeful the sequel will push on everything a lot better, more gorier, just a better time all around. So yeah, five and a half TikToks out of ten. Nice, nice. Replay that. Um, Coop, what's your verdict on Megan? Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a um, uh, just a fun uh, horror comedy. Um, good elements of satire. Would recommend it to anyone that, who likes sort of more campier um, horror-inspired movies. Um, looking forward to the sequel and seeing how they up the ante. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven and a half TikToks out of ten. Nice. Okay. BP will see you in the parking lot afterwards <laughs> because you gave it a higher score. No. <laughs> Cooper BP, just want to say thank you both so much for joining me again today to discuss Megan. Thank you. Thank you. Listeners, keep out. Like, why did I say keep, keep out? out. <laughs> keep out of our podcast. Yeah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, three. <laughs> Listeners, keep an eye out for our next episode where we discuss The Signal versus The Signal. Two really strong but very different movies. If you liked our episode, give us a like, comment, share, tip, etc, etc. And if you hated our episode... You should probably run. I'm a bitch and a boss, I'm a shine like glass, I'm a bitch. I'm a boss. I'm a bitch and a boss, I'm a shine like glass, I'm a bitch. I'm a boss. I'm a bitch and a boss, I'm a shine like glass, I'm a bitch. I'm a boss. I'm a bitch and a boss, I'm a shine like glass, I'm a bitch. I'm a boss. I'm a bitch and a boss, I'm a shine like glass. Hey, squirrel friend. When one video ends, just open up another one. It's called binge viewing. Bye. I support you.